Hey, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to the grave. Why are you stealing my y'all? Are you channeling Allison in that greeting? Allison, you. That sounded like me. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hi, this is Kai. Hey, it's Allison. And this is the gripe. This is the aforementioned gripe that we're welcoming you to. You're here. You found us again. Yep. Welcome. A lot has happened in the past two weeks. What has happened? You went to go see your hero, S. A little Miss Janet. Miss Jackson, because she's yeah. nasty. Because mm-hmm. I'm nasty. And I my went... dog died. Oh, yeah, that happened. <laughs> Those are the two things that have happened for us. Yeah. Tell us about Janet. Janet uh, was super fun. It was an 18-hour whirlwind. Um, I flew to see her last Tuesday at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show was that night at 8, and I got back on a plane the next morning and came right back That's home. crazy. You know, some jet-setting, man. You are. It was super fun. Welcome to the um, late... 2010, where we just go, baby. <laughs> just do this thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Vegas is not ever my first choice. Never. And uh, yeah, anywhere to go. Um, but that's where Janet is having her new residency, Metamorphosis. And um, it is, what, the 30th anniversary of Rhythm Nation? That's crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so I think that's why this concert is happening. Um she did like a whole section of just like rhythm, the whole, I think the whole album, Rhythm Nation, in one section. So it was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I was living. I'm proud of you for going. Yeah, I went and saw my girl Crystal and Leslie. Do you know that whenever you reference Crystal, you always say my girl? <laughs> she my girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you always say. Um, so that another thing that happened, we went to, there's this thing called Italy. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this thing? I. I believe there's one in Atlanta. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, some of my friends have referenced. It's like this huge, like, complex where there's, like, different food thingies, like a pasta place, a charcuterie place, three different pizza places, a wine bar, a cocktail. I mean, it was and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a slice of pizza there that blew my hair back. I mean... Tell me, tell them what you told me last week. It's probably the best pizza I've ever had. In my That's life. crazy to me. Yeah, and it's being wasted on people in Las Vegas, <laughs> <laughs> or appreciated. <laughs> but it was so good. Um, yeah, we did a little pre gaming there. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a little limoncello cocktail. Do you like limoncello? I do. Yeah, I go it's got to be done forth. right. Yeah, you know, I go back and forth. Um, but yeah, it was super fun. I met one of the dancers on the elevator. Because Kai is a stalker. I might be. Um, so I just recognized him from the Instagrams. Oh, all right, that's deep. And Instagram. he is, he's a newer dancer to the to the To the uh, tour. tour. Yeah. There's a couple of other dancers that I've been following forever, and they've been with her for quite a long time. So he's like sort of one of the new people on the on this tour. And I recognized him. And I was like, <gasps> I did a gay inhale. That's like when I. That's like when Eddie Vedder was at Michelle Obama. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, and I asked him, "Hey, are you in the show tonight?" So ballsy. And he said yes, and we introduced ourselves. His name's Vincent. Ballsy. He's real cute. Um, How old? He, um, I would say it's. He's hard to tell because he's gorgeous, but he's like bald. Hmm. You know what I mean? So it's kind of ambiguous that way. But I would, if I had to guess, and I hope I'm not insulting him, 35? 
that's not insulting. Yeah, but for dancer, that's that's Old. up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that was kind of a treat. Yeah, hang out with him, and I got on the wrong elevator floor because he got on that floor, and that was like following. You were him. stargazing. <laughs> you were starstruck. And like he got on the elevator the same floor as as us, so yeah. I was like, okay, so he's on the twentieth floor as well. So <laughs> I could like after the show just like sit up here and like wait, <laughs> like a like a stand. <laughs> I love that your mind went there. It did. It took it to that that imp. Degree. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I had a really lovely two weeks. You, on the other hand. Well, I was going to ask another question about. Oh yeah, you. yeah. Go ahead. How do you feel about her doing a residency? Like, because that's when she's at Vegas and she's doing a show once a week, twice a week, four times a week, four times a week. Yeah. How? What's the duration? She's going in through August, so it's not that long. Oh yeah, it's short. This is a super short one, um, but they might extend it because she's already added dates. Because so, you know. I like it because then I have options. I know she's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's easier than waiting for someone to, to come to your city. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Vegas is like what? Two hours away. Two hours from here. Yeah. So the reason why I ask is because a couple of years ago, uh, Seattle's always trying to get a basketball team to come back. Like after mm-hmm. the Sonics left. Yeah. Um, and so we're trying. Bad fiasco. Yeah trying to woo a basketball team back to Seattle. But one of the things is we have to have a new arena. Oh. Because our, uh, where we saw New Kids on the Block, Key Arena, is like so small and shitty and just not, it's so. That's where the Sonics were? Yeah. Oh, I see. It's like so archaic. Yeah, that's terrible. So to pay for getting a new arena, Mm -hmm. somebody threw out a Pearl Jam residency. And And where? Here? We're in Vegas. Here. S- oh. In Seattle. So, like, let's tear down Kirina, let's build a new arena, and to, like, bring in money for this and oh. to raise money and Pearl Jam do a residency there. Interesting. I just wasn't into it. I uh-huh. felt odd about it. I was like, for me, residencies are when somebody's like, and I could be wrong. This is just immediately how I felt. My gut uh-huh. was somebody, a band, a group that's maybe, like, past their prime a little bit, and... I don't know. And they don't have anything else to do. So I'm like, maybe they're doing this. No, I think that's the wrong take. So I wasn't into it. I feel like you have to have enough clout to pull off residency. For sure. You know what I mean? To sell those tickets. Right. Um, And also, you're probably not putting out new music. Right. Which is, you know, for me, I'm fine. Yeah, that's fine. Since your old jams or catalog. 100%. Um, So... I just felt a type of way. I'm like, they're not old yet. I mean, they're old. Because, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, saying they're old means I'm old. I know, but for the opportunity to see them when you want to. That's cool. That's what, you know, what yeah. I'm into. Anyway, it didn't come to fruition. Yeah. We still don't have an arena. We still have a basketball team. Yeah, so Pearl Jam's not mind. doing uh-huh. residency. We're just talking hypotheticals today, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I had a shitty week last week. And we're not really going to get too much into it because I'm wearing makeup for the first time in a really long time and I don't want it to get messed up. But, um, yeah, my dog died. And this is not a gripe. But just, I was, like, super thankful for everybody that, like, reached out. Even if it was just, you know, sending a text or, like, sending me a DM. So often I think people are just, like, 
scrolling through their phone and not really paying attention to the person that's on the other end that's like having an emotion right and people like read what I wrote about her and reached out to me and it was super sweet yay so I do have a gripe though not about Bella we're moving on from Bella (laughs) it's about my girl Busy oh I'm kind (laughs) of like Busy Phillips Busy Phillips you know if y'all have been listening to us for the past couple years, you know that I was an early adopter of Busy, and Kai's always been like kind of a fan, but not as into. I was her. lukewarm to her. Yeah. yeah, I liked her in Freaks and Geeks. Like we were, we were receptive to her. Loved her in White Girls. Oh my God, killed it in White Girls. And you know, Busy was having a come up moment because you she, loved her stories. Her stories. Yeah. They were like, I just thought, wow, she's so relatable and funny, and she's like this star she's in Hollywood. She's sweating. Cougar Town. I loved uh, that show, Cougar yeah, Town. Yeah. And she made like, because you know, I get a little starstruck. I like a celebrity moment. And I was like, she just made it so like relatable. She was an early adopter of the IG stories. Yes. So anyway, that glue her up. Yes. Glue. That glowed. <laughs> and she got a talk show and she read her book and I loved her book. Yeah. Her talk show was really annoying to me. It was I just felt like she was yelling at me the whole time. Like mm. just yelling into the TV screen with her like really strong accent. I couldn't handle it. And it I heard that people felt like it was have inside jokes with her mm. friends. So they they couldn't they didn't get it. Yeah. I mean, and guys that's a hard job yeah. being a talk. Not everybody can be Ellen Hanny. Right. You know? <laughs> so anyway, her talk show got canceled, <coughs> which, you know, some of us could see the writing on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And she's been a little, a little passive aggressive. She's been grouchy on, on the gram about on her it. Instagram. Yeah. Like, be a, be graceful in when you when you lose something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can understand. See, this is where you just have a private moment and a public moment. Right. Your private moments. And am I being hypocritical? Because when I was sad, I put it out there on the gram. But I wasn't lashing out at that's, others. I think and that's I guess the point. That's so the she difference. recently just put up a post of that was like touting her cousin Cam or something that's in LA now. But in that same post, she was like, Oh, RIP to my earrings that have gone missing since the last day of my show after my show got canceled, insinuating that somebody stole her earrings off the set of E. Uh-huh. By the way, those earrings are by this like LA designer. They cost ten thousand dollars. Oh, and she's just like, Oh, RIP to my ten thousand dollar earrings. Is there's just <laughs> the new the layers of nuance could go deep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just seemed like she was stuck in Petticoat Junction for uh-huh. a while. <laughs> Well, I think, too, like, the more you get to know a person, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, the distance that you've created from, like, putting them on a pedestal, and you see, like, more sides of them, mm-hmm. you're usually disappointed. That's why you know what I mean? there's never been anybody I've looked up to. <laughs> Literally no one. <laughs> Which is, like... Beyonce, Michelle Obama. <laughs> Anybody in my life. In your life. That, that I've met personally. Yeah. Is I'm, what just, I'm, I'm just cool with everybody. <laughs> you know? I just feel like, why look up to somebody when you're just going to be disappointed in the long <laughs> run? <laughs> the lessons I teach my children. <laughs> so. Um, what else? I have... A listener comment. Ooh. They responded to 
our Gone Too Soon episode. Oh, what do they say? What do they say? This is from listener Kim, who says, Jane Austen. Wow. I'm went, serious. Don't she, laugh. She went deep. I'm just she kind of She died at the age of 41 from what might have been Addison's disease or Hodgkin's lymphoma. lymphoma. She was brilliant, published only four books while alive. Four. And two more after her death and real biting social commentary. Mm. Think how much more she could have done had she lived another 20 years. She also maintained cultural relevance after 200 years, which is true. She's more popular now than ever. Gone too soon. Jane Austen. Jane Austen. So props to our smart listener. Totally. She, I mean, she's putting us in that super intelligent category. Mm-hmm. It's real smart. <laughs> Clueless was an adaptation of one of Jane Austen's novels. Clueless? Was it Clueless? I think so. Um, Bridget Jones was. We'll look it up. Talk about something. Bridget Jones' diary. <laughs> um, Clueless, James, Jane Austen. Yeah, I'm into that Jane Austen stuff. It's, I mean, I can't sit and watch four hours of it like those movies are. Yeah. You know, they're so long, but they are witty. Um, I enjoy them. Maybe it says Emma. Is Clueless, oh. Clueless was based on Emma. Oh. That is a Jane Austen movie. Or a book, rather. Um, listen, I have never read any of Jane Austen's novels, but Clueless is my favorite movie, so that's our link. What about Bridget Jones? Into that at all? Yeah, I like the first one. Yeah. The second one was kind of no, 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 no. too campy. No, that first one was great. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for that, that write-in. Thanks, Kim. Appreciate that. What else? What else? Well, we know, I mean, we haven't talked about politics in a while. Bob Mueller came out yesterday and gave a statement. Mm-hmm. And he, he just, he, his statement was to, like, make people less confused, but I think it made people more confused. I mean, with things are at the status quo, you know right. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, uh, we're just living in a really strange time in history. Yeah. Doesn't that feel super weird? Well, who is your frontrunner? I don't know. I mean, I wish that they'd give some more time to um, Kirsten Gillibrand. I don't feel like we really hear that much of what she has to say. She was the one that was on the skim, right? Yes. Okay. And then our boy Jay Inslee, climate change is my number one priority. There's like zero fish left in the ocean. Rather than fish in the ocean, we have trash. Mm-hmm. So like Jay Inslee, my, our boy Jay Inslee, I know climate change is his platform. Uh-huh. But I also just feel like Biden can win. So I'm all about who can win. Yeah. I don't Who's know about yours? Biden. Um, for me, Elizabeth Warren or Bernie. Oh, you're one straight up socialist. Well, that's, you know, I just don't know if I trust the Biden thing. Well, I don't trust any politician. Well, yes. Let's <laughs> get that clear. But I'm just trying to figure out who our best person is. It's still early. It still is. Still early in the yeah. game. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's all. We got real political for a second. These are the times we're living in, baby. <laughs> Um, all right. This week, we're talking about Generation X. What's up with the news? The New York Times. It's really, like, latched on to this Generation <laughs> X. I, like, there's probably been 10 articles in the past two weeks about Gen X. Do I you know it. why? No. Yeah, me neither. Do you? No. Okay. I think maybe because it's been uh, 25 years since that Kirk Cobain killed himself. Mm. Like, we're hitting that 25-year mark yeah, of... Yeah, the quarter-century mark of... of kind of the, the trappings mm. of Generation X. Yeah. Um, so, 
I strongly identify with being Generation X, mm-hmm. um, and I do not want to be a millennial. <laughs> Why? I just really don't want to be a millennial. You can be whatever you want to be. <laughs> How about you? Like, yeah. would you ever want to be identified as a millennial? Well, I don't think I could be because, like... Well, technically, we're on the cusp. We're on the cusp. But I don't think millennials ever, you know, played on that electrical box in your yard. You know what I mean? The electrical box in your yard. There was an electrical box that everyone had on their yard. Yeah, that, that you could open. That you you weren't supposed to. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. But it was like your home base. If you're playing like Capture the Flag or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there are very specific things that um, millennials have not done in their lives. Like played Capture the Flag yeah. in th- on three, you know, neighbors' yards. Yeah. At night. Um, do they know what a jungle gem is? <laughs> My child knows what a jungle gem is because I'm like, Charlotte, I'm not your jungle gem. Why are you climbing all over me? <laughs> no, but definitely uh, relate to the, the Gen X label. Um, I'm proud to wear it. Last week when I was in my grief and mourning, mm-hmm. um, I really wanted to just stay in my house and like lay on the floor and not do anything except for like cry and be sad. Uh-huh. But I had responsibilities, right? Okay. So I, I, I was just like... Yeah, I have to do this shit. I have to take Charlotte to her dentist appointment. I have to teach these yoga classes because I'm signed up to do them. I have to, like, go into work. I had to, like, do this stuff. And I felt like this is the difference between a non-millennial and a millennial. Maybe I'm a millennial then. (laughs) You would have shown up. You know you would have shown up. I, you know, I need my time to cry and have my feels and shut the world out. Oh, well, I just did that while I was doing my other stuff. (laughs) I was literally in dance class with Charlotte, sitting on the couch, just crying by myself. Did anybody talk to me about what was going on? No, because we live in Seattle. And maybe they thought I was a little bit of a crazy person. Maybe. But I just kept doing all my shit and mourning through it. And I just felt like, I'm just going to give myself a pat on the back here on the gripe. (laughs) Because I did it. I wanted to wallow and just like, there was part of me that was like, I just want to develop a problem. Like, maybe I'm just going to start drinking too much. This is going to be my new thing. It's not my new thing. But I thought about it. (laughs) I just fucking showed up, man. Yeah, that's good. And that's not millennials. Millennials would have taken a week of bereavement. They might have. They would text me or slack me and say, does bereavement (laughs) policy cover dogs? (laughs) (laughs) And you would have said... No. No. I don't know if you said no. I would have been a little nice. You would have been nice. Yeah, because I get it. Anyway. um, So, yeah. One of the things that people keep saying about Generation X... Is that they're apathetic. Okay. Do you, what do you think about that? That, that like, they just don't care. They just don't care. Um, on, on anything? Yeah, we just kind of shrug our shoulders and move on. I, don't, I disagree with that. That Gen Xers do, are, that, uh, that, I, I was, okay, I got confused for a second. I was like, millennials or Gen Xers? Gen Xers. That Gen Xers care. that we don't care. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think that we're starting to care. Because I feel like for a long time, what were we what were we mad at, right? There wasn't really anything to be super angry at. Life right. was good. You know, the late 90s, we had a good economy. Uh-huh. 
we had a shitty economy in 2008, but, you know, we could just move in back with our parents that and was it was fine. George W. Bush times, right? Yeah. And that's when he gave everyone like 600, 600 bucks to stimulate yeah. the economy. Yeah, I bought an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I was like, that's weird, but that's gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What did you do with yours? I don't remember. I, I think remember I was buying the phone. I might have been late on rent, and so I used it towards rent. Yeah, that's good. Or I bought a cute outfit <laughs> at American Rag in LA because I was living in LA at the time. Um, it was one of the two. I was either super responsible or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that people have said. Maybe the generation before us, which would be the baby boomers, they protested Vietnam. Got it. And Generation X, we've never really protested anything. Right. We had the Gulf War, right? Nobody was, like, rioting. I mean, I think the closest we've come to a protest is the Occupy Wall Street type thing. Oh. Because that is some bullshit. Like, the uneven distribution of wealth. Right. And then now the Women's March and... And all this stuff. So I feel like maybe we haven't, we have been a little apathetic because things have been really good for us. You mean? Yeah. Okay. But now things are really, like we were apathetic for so long and now things just took a really dark turn in 2016 with the election of you know who. Yeah. And now women can't even get abortions in Missouri. So I don't know though, because I think that it depends on your perspective. Because like, you know, I grew up. In the climate where, like, being out wasn't, it wasn't, it was in between. It was, like, on the cusp of being not safe and on the cusp of being okay, right? So you just kind of had to feel it out. Yeah. Um, And I guess I'm lucky that I grew up in Minneapolis where it was progressive and there was some support out there. Um, So, like, being political and taking a stance on certain things, that's always been in me. But I wasn't, like, on the front lines or anything. You know what I mean? Um, I just did it in my own subtle way. Um, So maybe they're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was... I'm not on the front lines for anything. Like, I'll support you. And I'm into, you know... Honestly. Into equality. I'm never on the front lines because I'm afraid some crazy person is going to come out and shoot me. (laughs) We've had this conversation so many times. I would just rather support in other ways rather than holding up a sign and marching. Right. Because I don't want to get shot at. Well, and the thing is, we've got things to do with our lives, too. Like, I care about those things, and I will, you know, support them, and then i got to get on with my life. Mm -hmm. And then it'll come back around, and we'll support them again, and, you know, just every single day it feels like that's too much for me. Mm -hmm. And yes, that does speak to our privilege, right? Yeah, but we're owning it. And exactly, I'm owning it. He says with a grimace. So this article um, that I shared with Kai a few weeks ago, I don't know why I sent it to you. Maybe well, just... you're the second person that sent it to me. Oh, who was the other person? My girl Wheels, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> was there a reason why we were talking about Generation X? Or maybe it was just because of the last episode, Gone Too Soon. We were kind of in that We were in that mindset. kind of mode, yeah, exactly. So in this... Uh, article, it points out kind of the things that we grew up with that are our coming of age. Kind of iconic things. Iconic, for sure. Yes. Um, so that's what we're, we're kind of griping about today, how hard it was for us to grow up, but also how great it was, because it was the greatest generation. So it's... All right, I've been talking a lot. So the first one is the Walkman. I mean, revolutionary. I mean, you put in a cassette, mm-hmm. 
put on your those foamy headphones oh. <laughs> with a with a tiny little wire <laughs> band, right? But it was revolutionary. It was revolutionary. You got to listen to ten whole songs. Ten on, on your that you bought yep. with on your cassettes, and you could tune out the world, mm-hmm. and you could open up the uh, folded up. Album oh my god, yes. And you could read all the lyrics. The lyrics, the some of the liner notes. <laughs> because you, you know, you you sometimes you couldn't really understand what everybody was saying. And so right. you could read everything out. And did be, be like four pictures that you never saw anywhere else. Yeah. Except for the in that that uh, cassette unfolding. Sometimes it turned into a poster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> that shit? Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, we probably have talked about this before, but what were your first cassettes you owned? Um, I had Paula Abdul. That was my first one. Was it? Forever Your Girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. New Kids on the Block, those tapes. Interesting. Debbie Interesting. Gibson and Tiffany. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. They just performed in Vegas. Oh, yeah. The mixtape tour, girl. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. New Kids is throwing it and Debbie Gibson was there and Tiffany was there. I know this because Brad was there. Obviously. <laughs> he wouldn't miss it for the world. Salt and Peppa was there. Salt and Peppa's here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so mine was the Paul Abdul for every girl. And then I also bought my aunt Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation for Christmas. Mm-hmm. She wasn't into it, so I had to stick that shit back. <laughs> <laughs> and Roxette Look Sharp. Oh, yeah. And Millie Vanilli. I know I've, I've talked about this before. Loved, loved, you, loved. Yeah, you still love you some Millie Vanilli. Those were the four tapes that I just listened to over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now let's talk about the downside of tapes. Like, obviously, yes. they wore out. They wore out. And Sometimes they got all caught up and then you and had to twisted. get your pencil yep. and, and like wind wee, it. Wee, 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 wee. Yeah. How many hours did, of our life did we spend wee, 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 <laughs> rolling those little wheels? And then you could record songs off the radio. Now that was legit. That was awesome. Like I would be listening to WNOK 104.7, which was our pop station nice. in Columbia, South Carolina. Uh huh. And I would just be waiting for that, like, one song. Maybe it was Seal, Kiss from a Rose or something. <laughs> and then you would press the two buttons. You record and play Record and play at the yep. same time. Yeah. Catch that bitch on the radio. But why was it record and play? Shouldn't it just I don't be know. record? Why I, I feel like there was, like, a fail-safe. <laughs> like, do you really mean to record? <laughs> you know? And then there was, like, high-speed dubbing. Remember that shit? Mm-hmm. Like, if you wanted to record uh, a tape... You could do it on a blank tape, mm-hmm. right? But it would take forever. So you could hit it, hit high speed dubbing, and it would like take it like three times faster. That was like real fancy. So fancy. <laughs> but it was like the first time as youths we could tune the world out. Yeah. And like get into our own imagination. Is that part of our apathy? <sighs> I'm gonna tune you out, and I'm gonna listen to new kids. To new kids. Maybe. I feel like we should use this one as jumping off point to talk about CDs. I'm into since it. Since we're in, t- in the totally. music. Because the Sony Walkman turned into the Sony Discman. Disc now, did you have a Discman? 100%. Obviously. 100%. Did I you have the sport one that wouldn't skip? That wouldn't skip. <laughs> 
<laughs> because otherwise, you'd have to like put your oh CD player on the table and not move. Yeah, from to be it. so ginger and with so it. So still. <laughs> yeah. If you had the sports one, you could like Ugh. walk. You could take it for a run. Totally. You could like have that big, massive <laughs> thing on your hands <laughs> while you're running. Um, my. So we went, I went to Europe when I was like 20, 21 years old. Um, and that trip was like defined by the Sony Discman. I was listening to Third Eye Blind. Mm-hmm. Um, that first album they put out, that was like, that defined Europe for me. I love it. <laughs> it was so good. Um, just get lost in my own brain. Yeah. Do you remember Craig David? Of course. That's, oh my God. Can you fill me in, honey? <laughs> That's what I listened to when I was there in college. That's good. I love Um, David. What was I going to say? Okay, so in this article, it said one of the defining uh, characteristics of being a Generation X was CDs. Yeah. But then it said that CDs were the greatest scam of the music industry. 100%. But I don't understand why. It was better technology than a cassette tape. Oh, we're not talking about technology. What are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that if you loved... A, a Craig David song on the album. You couldn't just buy that single song. Oh, they don't do singles anymore because they, they used to do singles of cassettes. Well, you would have to buy the whole album, the whole CD to get that the one song, right? And then they would sell singles as well, but um, it just costs a lot, you know? And then when iTunes came up and you could just buy songs by themselves... You didn't need the whole CD experience. That sort of changed the game. It made consumers a lot more picky about which songs they were going to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For a long time, you could you could only like there was um, uh, it was only available on the on the CD. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There were certain singles when they released them that you could purchase, but that wasn't available with every single song on that CD. That's why it was a scam. Gotcha. And we thought that was it. That was the this last is technology. Our technology. Yep. And so, can we talk about how many CD books you bought with that zippered up? Oh yeah. How zip, many CD towers? Zip logic. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Case logic. Case logic. <laughs> um, I had a tower. Totally. I, I mean, like it would give me light. Totally. To, to organize another, it. To put another CD in yeah, there. Yeah, but then you like you buy you buy a new CD. And then you have to like rearrange hey, the entire listen, thing. Listen, if I'm a parent, that is keeping my child <laughs> occupied for an hour reorganizing the CD tower because I had mine in alphabetical order. Of course. Yeah. And my Fiona Apple. Mm-hmm. Then all my Pearl Jam <laughs> bootlegs and outtakes. Yeah, man, smashing pumpkins. Love. Um, I still have my case logics with my CDs in them. I do too. I can't get rid of them. I don't think I have all of my CDs, but I have like a good amount. I'm just collecting dust in a drawer someplace. I did get rid of all my cases. Who, yes, you can't carry this shit. That shit because <laughs> they're so heavy. Yeah. Aaron, when we moved recently a couple years ago, he was like, I'm not moving this box. It's so heavy. Of cases. Yes. I was like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I still have all my CDs in my case logic. That's just a part of my growing up that I can't get rid of. It's like baby photos. Yes. <laughs> um, Arcade Fire. Yeah. They did a song called Reflector. Have you yeah. heard of the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's about CDs. Oh, I need That's to go listen to it again. Yeah. 
It's just a reflector. <laughs> it's yeah. just a reflector because the CD is dead. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, some gripes about the CD are you had to be super oh ginger God. with them. I keep using that word. Honey, you can you, you can buy a, a repair kit <laughs> to get the, to get the scratches off of that them. That shit didn't work though. I never tried it. No, never did. Because if they ever got a scratch, it was it's done. ruined. Ruined. But how many mixed CDs did you make and give? That oh was God. so fun. It was so and it only took three hours to make. <laughs> Remember that shit? <laughs> Ten songs, three hours. <laughs> you knew that you were like true friends with somebody totally. when they made you a mixed CD. And like that's how I started putting playlists oh, together. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I get that. Um, so yeah, that was my jam. But they're, yeah, they're terrible now. <laughs> Can't even look at them anymore. It's so funny because cars are still, most of them are still made with a CD player. Just Mine has a CD player, but it's like hidden away. And I can fit one in there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But, man, we're just so used to like everything now. Like on the radio, there'll be a new song out or whatever. Yeah. I was Shazam it. What is this? Tots. Know it instantly. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy it instantly. It's just crazy. Um, I was going to say about this whole thing. So, I mean, this has to be the last technology, right? <laughs> what we're doing right now. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You never know. You never know. That's what's scary. Um, So, United Colors of Benetton. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember these ad campaigns? Honey, I was the ad campaign. Me and my friends. It, wa- it was. <laughs> it was like... Kind of one of the first times that you saw Asian models, black models, white models, white models all, all together, together yeah. wearing these like crazy colors. And the article said it made like European fashion accessible. I don't think I even know it was from Europe. Right. I didn't buy it. I was more of an Esprit girl. Oh, no. Like, I loved the ad campaigns and the visuals it gave me mm-hmm. um, and the representation that afforded us people of color of course it was european then because you know america's late to that game <laughs> totally it's all starting to make sense yeah but i didn't buy into the fashion because it looks like gap yeah you know so i just go to the gap Julia. i was heavily influenced by uh esprit have we already talked about this esprit is very similar to united colors of benetton how so well it's just it's french oh bright colors ah. Um, my America online screen name. Oh, girl. Esprit 2 Max. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if that's like still my, if I was to sign on to AOL. AOL's dead, girl. Esprit 2 Max. I think it's dead. I don't think you could. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, copyright Allison (laughs) on that Esprit 2 Max. Don't try to steal that. Um, no, but I, like, so I would be the Asian person. My friend Topa was the dark-skinned black person. Mm. Like, Troy with no was. hair? No, he had, like, tiny little dreads. Oh, okay. And then um, Troy was the Latin person. These are, like, your real friends. My real friends, yeah. yeah. And uh, it was gorgeous. All my friends were a bunch of Beckys. <laughs> so we would have been in the Gap ad. Yeah, we, we were definitely the Benetton ad. And we loved it. Super funsies. Um, this was a thing that like defines my childhood. What? Talking on the phone for hours. <sighs> on that corded. <laughs> 
I still found. remember my best friend's phone number. I could say it out here. I don't know if I should. <laughs> no, don't. I'm shy. Five, five, five. <laughs> one, two, one, two. Um, but it was, and honestly, I want to know where did that shift happen between wow. wanting to talk on the phone with your friends for hours versus never wanting to talk on the phone? That was the only option. You couldn't yeah. send a telegraph. Yeah. You couldn't text. You couldn't text. There was no email. Yeah. Right? Um, but once text happened, then we got used to that, you know, mm-hmm. and then there was. Like, I would have to hang up the phone because my ear would totally. hurt. Yes. And it was hot. <laughs> yes. That one ear it was, was hot red. and red and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> and then... You remember the fight? Did, would you ever have fights with your siblings? Because my brother would pick up the phone. I'd like, Michael, get off the phone! <laughs> Sorry, <you'd>, Jessica. <laughs> or you'd hear... Because <laughs> someone's online. Yeah. Or, so my, growing up, my parents' bedroom was right beside my bedroom. And they could hear me talking on the phone. So mm. it would be like 11.30 at night. You're and, on your covers and, with a pillow over your face. And they would come muffling. in. It's time to get off the phone, Allison. It's time. I'm like... <laughs> Like, we've only been talking for three hours. What were we even talking about? Totally. <laughs> um, also, I remember being on the phone with my friend Heather. We were on the phone for, like, maybe three hours, and we talked for maybe an hour and a half, and then was silent for the next 90 minutes. You were just watching something? No, we were just laying there on the phone <laughs> together. Ridiculous. That is Wasted so, so much time doing that. That is so funny. Um, now, you and I talk on the phone sometimes. Yeah. When we just got things to it's say. It's important. It takes us too is long. T-L-T-T, too long to text. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to like, it does not feel awkward when we talk no. on the phone. No. We just, we got to get it out. We do. Now, uh, Aaron and I will FaceTime when we're apart mm-hmm. and the last time we FaceTimed it was pretty funny because we weren't talking we were just both watching TV together <laughs> I love it <laughs> so we're literally just holding up the phone <laughs> and we're just looking at the TV and then we would like comment to each other oh did you see that Ooh. watching the same show no it was um, what it was during uh, March Madness so we were watching the the tournament together so you were watching the same tournament. We were though. watching the same basketball. Okay. We were watching basketball game together. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cute. Um, I will have to, We have to go back because we skipped one. Oh, what did we skip? This was important to me, not important to you. But they talked about the Lenny Kravitz, Lisa Bonet yeah, why did this, situation. Why did this resonate with you? Because they were so effing cool. Yeah. They were so it. First of all, Lisa Bonet was on the Cosby show and she was like the cool sister. Well, it's funny because her character was essentially her. A hundred percent. I was living for it. Yeah. Denise. Love she, the name Denise. <laughs> she was an outcast. Not an outcast, but she was different. She was she was like cool enough to be different and it was cool to be different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um she wasn't like run of the mill type of, of girl. I mean and her character she was, was strong enough that she got her own show. Totally. She didn't she was not living for being a Bill Cosby. She was like, I'm person. not a side piece. And so they spun her off. Main piece. Yep. It's a different world. With Whitley, one of the best characters <laughs> on TV. <laughs> Little Jasmine Guy for you. Love that show. What's Jasmine Guy up to? 
She's still alive? She's still around. Yeah. And Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne Wayne. Sinbad. Yeah. You know that Dwayne Wayne and I have the same birthday, July 24th. Yes, we do. <laughs> Everybody, Kai's birthday is July 24th. <laughs> He's a Leo. Um, yeah, I just thought Lisa Bonet was the coolest chick ever. Um, she had cool style. She kind of didn't give a fuck about the press. And then when she hooked up with Lenny Kravitz, it was over. I was going to go their way forever and ever and ever. <laughs> yeah. And they have baby Zoe Kravitz. And she is doing big things. She looks exactly like Lisa. She really it's does. It's out of control. Sometimes I feel like they're the same person. Totally. Like when I see Zoe, right? Yeah. Or Isabel. Wait, Zoe? Zoe. I don't know. I'm like, flowers for Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> Big Little Lies is about to come back out, too. It is. Do you remember a couple years ago, I was like, Kai, you need to watch Big Little Lies. And you're like, Allison, I feel like it's just Orange County House. Todd, I don't need to see those those hussies. I'm like, just give it a try. I think you got mad at me for being so just resistant. Just give it a try. Because <laughs> it's so good. I'm yeah. going to have to watch it again. Yeah, the first one? To to gear up for this the is, second one. This is completely new new material. Yep. Yeah. With Meryl, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep is in it. Yeah. Love it. Um, so I tend to touch base on on that Lisa Bonet I mean, situation. Were the nineties kind of a jump jumping off point for everything that's so commonplace today, like uh let's say we had CK one, mm. which was that unisex Fuck yeah. perfume. That was the first, like, androgynous things, and now we have, you know, such gender fluidity. Yes. In these late aughts. Right. I don't even think we're in the aughts anymore. Um, CK1, living for it. So, like, maybe we, we, were, we were responsible. We were laying the groundwork. Yeah. Yes. And. Like, we, could, we couldn't start with, like, gender identity neutrality. We had to start with a fragrance. <laughs> with a mass-produced <laughs> fragrance called CK1. CK1. It had a very distinct smell. I mean, Calvin Klein was the shit back in the day. <laughs> totally. Calvin Klein ain't worth much these Not days. these days, no. Yeah, sorry. a little crazy, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cher wore Calvin, Calvin Klein in Clueless. Oh, my gosh. Clueless. Everybody did. In Clueless. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? A dress. Says who? Calvin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we started there with fragrances. And then he's, let me say You're that welcome, everybody. That um, campaign, it sort of thrust one of my favorite models, dare I say supermodel, into the spotlight. Her name was Jenny Shimizu. Never heard of her. Oh my gosh. She was like, like wayfish, but androgynous, Japanese, Ooh. lesbian... Tattoos. With the buzzed hair. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. I know who you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. The buzz cut. Yeah. Perfection. Yeah. She was gorgeous and uh, androgynous and that kind of, you know, this signaled what's happening for the, in the future. I'm just thinking, in the 90s, heroin chic was a thing. It was. Now, yeah, we didn't really, we didn't really pave a way for body posse. <laughs> In the 90s. We were all about the we were skinnier the better. with Kate Moss. Yeah, I mean, and that was some hair. I think she was on heroin. Right, totally. <laughs> White, flat-chested, yeah. skinny. Yeah. I mean, I think, what is the beauty of Kate Moss? Like, and she was She, she was could petite. turn into anything. Like, um, you can make her look like... Because she wasn't tall either, right? Yeah, she was little. Yeah. 
And that didn't uh, match with the other supermodels, which we should talk about. Oh, a supermodel moment. Supermodel moment. A supermodel moment. The supermodel was a part of the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's never been another click. Or right. like a... We have a few super famous models, but it's yeah. not like they're on the covers of magazines like Linda Mandelis, like Naomi Campbell, Cindy Crawford, Chrissy Turlington, Turlington, even uh, Nikki Taylor, right? Yeah, Nikki Taylor. Um, and Claudia. Claudia Schiffer. Mm-hmm. Um, Cindy Crawford's daughter is now a major model. Is she? She walks all the runways. Mm. Kaya Gerber. Interesting. She's, she looks just like her mother. Yeah. Not as um, voluptuous, uh, more like stick. Yeah, but yeah, she's. Um, but those models, they were on every single cover of every single prominent magazine. Um, they reigned. Mm-hmm. They reigned supreme. And then who was it that busted their their sitch? I feel it's like Gwyneth Paltrow or somebody that was like once the actresses started gracing the covers of magazines, it was they kind of over. They never went back. Yeah. yeah. I know. It when became more of a celebrity-focused uh, entertainment That situation. had to have been in, like, the early 2000s, because yeah. that's when we all became obsessed with celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> She's playing her herself. <laughs> yeah, and then they um, were in, what was it? George Michael's. That video, Gotta Have Faith. No, right? Freedom. Freedom. Freedom and Too Funky. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, funky. just too funky. Like they were rocking the runway. Then the Gautier motorcycle dress. I just remember they're in the house where they're like tearing the house apart. Is that freedom? That's freedom. Okay. Yeah. And he's not in it except maybe a silhouette. That's when he was having issues with Sony music and he wants it out of the contract. So we would never show his face in the videos. Fascinating. But he made amazing music. Listen with the Prejudice. Is he still alive? One. No, honey. I can't remember. He went with the big group in, tw- oh, in 2016. When we lost everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't handle it. I don't blame them. <laughs> um. Um, let's go back to the real world. Should we talk about that? The first real world. 1991, 1992. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. I was obsessed. 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 I didn't have cable. But my cousin, he would, like, live with us during the week and then go back to his house on the weekends. He would tape them and bring them over. And, like, I watched them over and over and over and over again. Who did you identify with the most? Or who were you drawn to the most? On that first one? On that first one. Well, let's go over who it was. Julie. Julie. She's Obviously, a Southern girl. girl. That Southern was, like, girl. She's a dancer. In New York. Naive. Yeah. Babe in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Norman, the... Gay one, bisexual one, artistic one. Becky, she had the oh, red yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like the bartender. Yeah. Um, but she sang too. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That she was saying. Here goes Mr. Sunshine. It was like really. I was like, this is good music. Um, Andre. Andre, long hair, rain dance. Andre. R e i g n dance. Yes. Um, Eric Nice. Eric Nice. Kevin. And Heather, Heather B, B, the rap girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was such a good mix of people. Yeah. 
Did Julie and Eric hook up? I feel like they did. They were friendly. They might have dated, but I don't think that they, nothing serious ever happened with them. But they had a nice flirtation going. It caused nice tension on that show. Who who got in the fight with Kevin? Uh, Julie. Oh. They were best buddies. And then there was something about racism that wasn't caught on tape. And then a violent thing that was, you know... Because she was from, like, Alabama. She was from, like, the Deep South. Let me say, this is when I was, like, self-training as a dancer. And when they would show her footage of her dancing at Broadway Dance Center, I was, like, obsessed. I was like, show me all these dance moves. I've got to learn this. Was she good? She was, like, super average. (laughs) (laughs) Super average. But she had a platform. Yeah, exactly. Um... But and she was like lost in class, you know. I think that she was like in a little studio girl from Alabama, mm-hmm. and so when she made it to Broadway Dance Center, that's like whoa. That's like that brings the caliber up like 120 percent, you know. Yeah. So. But we had we had cable, and in my I remember sitting in my little room with maybe a 12 inch box TV. Uh huh. Tiny. And I would just be enthralled, like, especially on the weekends when they would do the marathons. Yes. Uh, and even if I had already seen all of them, I, into it. I just wanted, it was so captivating to be a part of, like, just watching somebody else live life. And then Eric was, like, a model. And it's like, wow, he's a, it's a male model. Yeah, he was kind of fooling. He was cute. If you liked all those muscles. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a good show. Because mm-hmm. no one knew what they're doing. They're just, like, living their lives. Yeah. You know, caught on tape. They busted the door open. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the pager. <laughs> did you have one? I did not. Did no, you? I did not. I skipped that. I was like, what? It wasn't important to me. No. I mean, so I remember specifically, I think I was maybe a junior or senior in high school. Uh-huh. So I think I had aged out of it. Oh. Maybe not. But my brother had a pager. Yeah. So, and he's... It was out of steps, right? Yeah. You get a page... You look at the page. Then you have to go to a phone. Yeah, I don't have a quarter, so no, (laughs) I'm not going to do this. Cell phones weren't around yet. Yeah. You know? I felt like I couldn't believe that my mom and dad let my brother get a pager. Mm. I was just like, this is so stupid and, like, gangster wannabe. (laughs) Like, why are you feeding into this, you know... Whatever I don't I don't know what word I'm trying to say, but it was like Michael was trying to like have this persona of like being this like oh, gangster, <laughs> and so he had a pager with he was in like eighth grade. That's hot. <laughs> yeah. Who's paging him? Yes. Your mom. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's so dumb. Really, really dumb for real. Now, one <coughs> of my um, earliest memories mm-hmm. is watching the Challenger explode. I don't remember this at all. So you didn't, you didn't no. see it. I d- what do you remember? What, what grade you were in? I was in kindergarten. Okay. And we were watching TV in my kindergarten room, and up goes the rocket. That's crazy. And then it explodes. Imagine being a kindergarten teacher in today's day and age, and having a bunch of five-year-olds like crying, and, and you're like, "What's going on? What just happened?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. Now, do you remember the audio-visual people at your school? 100%. Wheeling in the TV mm-hmm. on a little rolly cart. So when I was at Furman, that was a work-study thing that you could sign up to, and you could get paid. That's hot. And my friend Ferris hey. was part of the <laughs> <laughs> And so we would, like, see her rolling TVs. <laughs> 
I mean, and this was like. I feel like our college wasn't that long ago, even though it was. Because, <laughs> I mean, this was 2000, 2001. We still had to use the projector with the damn transparencies on there. Yeah, I love a transparency machine. I just like to write. And then wipe it off clean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know you were, like, living large when you're, you got to chosen to go out there and write what the teacher was saying on the transparency for everybody to see. That's hot. <laughs> And I was old enough, or young enough, rather, that we would still watch movies on, like, a double reel thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, would feed into the, the, the back mm-hmm. spoolie majigger. I never wanted to be in... I never wanted to be in charge of, like, trying to figure all that shit yeah, out. That's too complicated. It seemed really complicated. You just don't get paid to do that. That's way too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you have to have the AV team. Totally. <laughs> um... Let's talk about the answering machine. Yeah. It used to be cool to get messages. You would come home and you would be like, who called me? Oh, my God. Nobody called me. Loser again. But that was like, I had the fancier one where I could call my answering machine from any phone. I didn't do that. Punch in a number. The tape would rewind. And I could hear the messages that were left for me. I felt real special. <laughs> real special. Now we see a voicemail. I'm like, what does this telemarketer want from me? Yeah. What does M- MLMer want from me? Mm-hmm. What does this Russian bot want from me? <laughs> but you can just, now with Apple, mm-hmm. you know you can just read the voicemail. Because it transcribes it. Most of the right. time it's wrong and there's some <laughs> where it doesn't understand. But you can get the general idea. Yeah. 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 I appreciate that. Um, by the time I was graduated from college and living on my own, we had cell phones. So then I only re- only have fond memories of the answering machine mm-hmm. from when I was living at home with my parents. Mine was, I was in college and I, it was black. You know what? That's true. We had them in college. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that now. I'm in college and I was able to mount my answering machine to the wall oh. so I could see at any point in my in my apartment if, if there's a message blinking for me I was very proud of that too uh-huh. I couldn't tell you how they work <laughs> to this day it's still an advanced technology that I don't understand I guess that's kind of true right uh-huh. yeah um, but yeah say la vie I wonder if I have that tape still someplace no you don't <laughs> how about dare Drug abuse resistance education. That shit worked. Oh, this article was like, this shit did not work. I know. (laughs) I know. You're funny. Well. This is Nancy Reagan thing, right? This was the, yeah, Nancy Reagan thing. Do you think that that program worked on you or you just ran in a different group that didn't do drugs? I, yes and yes. I ran with a group of of kids that, do you remember the smoke-free generation? Mm Mm-hmm. They took that really seriously. And there was one day that it was actually the, the day of the smoke-free generation. They knew some of the kids in our school that smoked. And they went and attacked them and said, smoke-free generation. <laughs> it was a weird thing. I was like, are we really doing this? <laughs> it's really awkward. Um, but yes, I ran with a different, very uh, proper group of kids. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm like, is it just who you are as a person? Yeah. Or is it this program? Yeah. I mean, who was it directed to? Like, people at risk or people like me? It was just all kids. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I thought it was cool that we got a free t-shirt. Right. 
black with red lettering. Like, I just, you know, I liked it when I got free stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, they really, uh, they hated them some drugs, those Reagans. They did. But I definitely read that um, it did the opposite, had the opposite effect. More people, you know, got hooked on drugs than didn't. Mm. I nearly skipped that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Um, what about, do you read that part where they talked about the one strand? Oh, with Jordan Catalano? Uh-huh. Yeah, the choker. Totally got into that. You wore a choker? I wore a choker. It was black leather, just one strand, with a Leo sign. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, wow. You're so individual. It was jewelry, but not jewelry. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I was wearing a gold cross necklace. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah. I wasn't wearing a choker with no. my Scorpio sign on it. I was into it. I was being the good girl. <laughs> I still have that cross. <laughs> Yay. Um, but that also led me into like everything sterling silver. And um, what was the other piece? God, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. So, and then it led me into tying individual uh, leather leather thing. fringe around my wrist. Yeah. Like just having it dangling off. That was my look. I might bring that back. You should. Because <laughs> see, now anything goes. It goes. This essentially is what Generation X did for today, was we just made, we made everything okay. We, we made everything possible for we all. Set the stage. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Because now, you know, people just be doing whatever they want, and mm-hmm. nobody cares. Some people care. Like, Tipper Gore cares. Yeah. What does she care about? She can't remember the, remember the whole parental advisory oh, explicit lyrics thing? Yeah. That was her campaign. Did you know that? From this article. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that parental advisory thing is still on. It's sti- and it's ridiculous. Don't you think? Yeah, but I didn't even know. I learned from that Ariana Grande. Yeah. Walking side to side. I didn't realize. No idea what that means. That was from having, that's post-coital. That's what the the New York Times called it. Post-coital gate. And that received an explicit warning because she used that lyric. Yeah. That's so stupid. That seems ridiculous to me. I guess. Do you remember watching, like, knowing that this wouldn't happen back in the day? Wait, what? Did you did you realize like when this whole scuttlebutt was happening? Tipper, I saw this on Oprah. Like Tipper Gore was on there with some rappers. <laughs> it was like this white lady with a bunch of like rappers yelling at her, and she was like trying to hold her gun. It was like I didn't know what was going on. I thought that they were saying the most scary lyrics, and it was like super bad. And then like years later, you read it, it's like oh, that's all they were saying. Yeah, it's just stupid. Yeah, it's, it's like OPP was like, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, that was a little bit. Oh, my God. Other people's pussy, right? Or property? Other people's privates. I thought it was other people's pussy. (laughs) I'm just going to keep saying it. (laughs) So that still exists today, thanks to Tipper and her her crusade. Gosh, all of these politicians just meddling in our lives. Yeah. All these first ladies. I thought that she was super conservative, too, but turns out she was just a demo. (laughs) Um, I don't have any more. That's it, I think. Prozac. I do remember when everybody was on Prozac. I don't even know what that means. Does it bring you up or down? I'm not um, a good tr- well, drug taker. It brings you up. It does? 
Because it's for depression. Oh. Yeah. So it releases more endorphins and serotonins in your brain. So Prozac brings you up. Yeah. Okay. These are all things I don't need to know, but here we are. <laughs> all right, y'all. Basically, we fully claim Generation X. We do not claim millennialism. <laughs> Although, I did take this quiz that was like, are you, if you're in the middle between like, maybe you could be a Gen X, maybe you could be a millennial. <laughs> and, and the, the results were what? The results were... I'm an old millennial, <laughs> and I just need to embrace it. And I took offense to that term, old millennial. But I know it was only you're, you're a, a young Gen Xer. <laughs> it was a 15-question quiz, and I know what gave me uh, millennial status. Which is what? It was using Slack instead of email. Oh. Uh, live texting. So one of the questions was, when you are meeting your friend for dinner at 7 o'clock, do you just show up there at 7, or do you start live texting? Okay, I've left work. Okay, I've oh. changed. Okay, I'm, I'm out of stoplight. I'll be there in five minutes. Okay, parked, <laughs> walking into the... I do that. You do that. Yeah. Yeah. I just want everybody to be informed. Right. So, and... You I've, can um, start getting out of your car now, because I know you've been waiting for <laughs> 10 minutes in your car by yourself. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. And then the other one was uh, using exclamation points. I'll use exclamation points to convey a cheerfulness you do in my I thought you were against that well I don't do it in my professional emails yes that's probably but when I'm like chatting with my homies lots of exclamation points hi <laughs> so anyway I know what gave me those millennials I'll take it <laughs> I'll take a young Gen Xer that's I like fine. that better yeah it's the same difference right <laughs> um so we're staying on this tip of the 90s and and two weeks from now, we'll be discussing the first eleven episodes of season one. Nine two one zero. Get into it, you guys. It's, it's on Hulu. There's so much to talk about. Did Uncle Jeff put it on the Amazon? It's on. Yeah, last night I was watching it on Amazon Prime oh, Video. Okay. One night. Sweet. Yeah. So and next week they have all the seasons now, not just season one. Yes, it's the entire series. So. Guys, the first 11 episodes, just rediscover Brandon, Brenda, Steve, Kelly, Donna. Do you think that it holds up? I'm asking the audience. <laughs> um, have we already talked about the promo for the new 90210? I don't know. Did we talk about that two I don't weeks think we ago? did, no. Oh, that seriously gave me a little life. Yes. I got chill bumps when I watched it. Everybody's coming back for their reunion, except for Dylan, because he's dead. Yes. And it's going to be in August on Fox. Interesting. The original right? the original channel. Then it's ask you if Jenny, Jenny Garth looked different, too. Um, I think we did already talk about this. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Because we talked about if she looked different. Got it. Tori Spelling looks different. Uh-huh. Not in the great, and not, not in a good way. way. Like she, she tried. She tried too much on her face. <laughs> she tried it. Anyway, guys, thanks for walking down memory lane with us. We're gonna keep it going, and uh, we'll talk weeks. to you soon. <gasps> Bye. Bye.